When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett. On this episode, do pyramids have the power to heal? I remember, in fact, I am me going to one of the prisons. Uh, it was a juvenile prison. So they said, OK, why don't we build this pyramid in our in, you know, in here and see the effects? And they have seen amazing results. The inmates would go sit inside and meditate and they, they came out much. Again, I say higher vibration because higher vibration is, is love, gratitude, compassion, forgiveness. All of those are higher vibrations. So when you are coming out with more of that in your heart, your, your vibration has raised. So they would come out and actually teach meditation, which is impressive. Like that's amazing. This podcast is brought to you by Reverse Speech Radio, a podcast committed to telling you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Using the exact same technology as the CIA, they know because they trained them. Join hosts Christian Dicadure and David John Oates every week and hear never-before-heard reversals, revealing the hidden truth. Catch politicians lying, climb inside the head of serial killers, even hear EVPs played in reverse. Who's lying? Who's telling the truth? All will be revealed on Reverse Speech Radio. New episodes drop every Thursday. Find out more at reversespeech.ca. Listen and subscribe at reversespeechradio.libson.com. Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads. Exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs. Here's Richard Serrett. Welcome to your Wednesday. So I have arrived in Verga, just outside of Kalamata, looking out over the Messinian Bay, and I have this telescope beside me here where I'm sitting. And one of the things we like to do, besides look at the moon and the stars at night, of course, is to keep track of the various tankers and, and seafaring vessels that anchor in the bay uh, just off of Kalamata. Uh, and we'd like to see what flags they're flying and, and, uh, and see if we can spot any of the crew on board. It's a lot of fun. A little later, I'm going to start scouring the property to see if I can find Bob. I don't know if you remember Bob. That was Zachary's tortoise that he found last summer. And he had him for all of about two hours, I guess. And then he escaped. It was my fault. I wasn't keeping an eye on him. And we thought he was long gone. But then, this past spring, we received a text message from a friend who keeps an eye on the house when we're not here in, uh, in Verga. And she saw Bob a little bigger, but still the same tortoise, she saw him coming down the mountain out the kitchen window. So, apparently, he lives somewhere amidst the olive trees, so I'll find him. Okay, 
Monday, I talked to Stephen Myers about his theory on what the Great Pyramids of Giza were actually built for. Essentially, giant water pumps that generate electricity. On this episode, we're also going to discuss pyramids, but from a very different perspective. Remember pyramid power back in the mid-70s? It was all the rage. Everyone was walking around wearing pyramids on their heads. For good luck. Uh, but Paris Patry is here to tell us about the healing power of pyramids, in particular the Tetrahedron Pyramid. She's a woman's empowerment coach, spiritual healer, and is the daughter of spiritual leader Brahmarshi Subhash Patri, the founder of the Pyramid Spiritual Societies Movement. Paris's specialties lie in meditation, manifestation, pyramid energy, and crystal energy. She helps other successful but stuck women raise their vibration to manifest their reality by overcoming their fear and breaking through the resistance. Paris Patry, welcome to Conspiracy Unlimited. How are you? I am doing great. How are you, Richard? I'm terrific. Thank you. Before we get into some pyramid talk here, I want to talk about your upbringing in India and your, uh, your immersion in the world of meditation at a very early age. Sure. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, well, I was born into the environment where meditation was everyday practice. And uh, that's how I grew up. I was, uh, the first thing is, the first thing I learned was how to meditate. And the first thing I taught was how to meditate at the age of five. So it was, um, it was a very different uh, environment, though I didn't realize at that point. You were, you were teaching adults to meditate when you were five. How does that happen? Yes. How does that work? <laughs> well, it's pretty, actually, it's pretty interesting because, uh, you know, the way um, my father is teaches or in fact encourages is everybody is a master. Everybody is a master and everybody is a leader. So there is no worshiper or a follower concept. So once I learn meditation, um, so whenever anybody comes and anybody new comes in into our house, he would be like, okay, you know what, Pari, teach, teach them meditation and or you know, share your experience. And it, it was like very natural. It didn't seem like I am some teacher and I'm teaching something. It's just that I'm, te I'm telling them what I know. Um, and uh, in fact, adults, they get, you know, like people who haven't never seen this, like a child talking about meditation, they get, uh, they are amazed to see that. And I remember so many people have taught and they are still actually in the organization actively spreading meditation. I'm just curious. So, what do you do? You have memories of what it was like between the ages of two and five to to be meditating. Um, yes, I do have few memories. I have, in fact, a lot of memories. Like sitting with my mother. Um, she she is. Uh, oh my gosh, she's a serious meditator. She used to meditate for hours together over the night, and I remember waking up and seeing her meditating. And, uh, it, it was just, a it's, it was a side, very common, very, uh, you know, usual. So I would, whenever my father had meditation sessions at home, mostly at home, because at that point we didn't have any center or anything. So people would just come to our home and, uh, whenever he, he plays flute. So whenever he played and people meditated, I would just sit quietly. I would just probably at that time, I didn't know really how to observe my breath. I probably, I would be just closing my eyes. And, um, yeah, so that, that was, 
that's uh, that was about it. So I remember talks about uh, past lives, talks about all of these talks were ripe at that age, and 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 that is the age when you actually get programmed because you're at the delta and theta wavelength where your subconscious mind is active uh, and everything is directly entering then. So I remember all of this very very clearly. Not every every you know scenario or every situation, but I do have some memories where um, they, they you know, I was meditating or teaching. I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around, uh, as the father <laughs> of twin boys who were 12, I'm tr- mm-hmm. and I remember when they were two, three, four, five years old, I'm trying to imagine what that would be like to have a child that age sitting quietly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I You know, I'm amazed too, because now I have a three and, three and a half and a two-year-old uh, toddlers, so I try to teach them. I think the most important how that happened is because because of the environment, because that is what I was seeing every day. Yes. Um, so that is the reason why, because if you're not surrounded by people or if you're not surrounded by those conversations, it, it's, it, it, is, it is an effort to be that way or do that. But you're, you're, that's your life. You're living that. You see people talking about it. I remember all night my, my mother... And a group and group of um, her, uh, my father's friends would they would come and they would do this, uh, um, I, you know, uh, we call it Uja board. Um, um, I don't know what you call. I forgot the name. Um, you know, uh, do you know, calling the spirits, right? Oh, a Ouija board. Yes, a Ouija uh, board. Yes, we call it the Ouija same thing. Board. A Ouija yes. board. Yes. Yes. So I remember they used to do all night and then have masters come uh, talk to and and it was pretty fascinating. So it's it's um, it's a it's a crazy ride, but yeah, I still you know for my children right now I teach them meditation every night every day. We have this specific time and a place, and we say you know what this is meditation time. They don't have to actually meditate all if they even if they just close their eyes for a few seconds. It's an achievement for us. Um, <laughs> And that's why we try to do that now right. with my children. So then, then you, you, so you learned to meditate. You were teaching meditation to adults when you were five. Then uh, we move ahead to when you're in your late or your early twenties. You moved to the United States to attend school, and all of that falls by the boards. What happened? <laughs> yeah. So uh, well, uh, I grew up. Um, uh, in that environment and I wanted to get away because I was, uh, you know, in the, in the teenage, I didn't want to, I wanted to see the world. I wanted to explore. I wanted to adventure. I wanted to have boyfriends. <laughs> so, um, it, it was not that, uh, you know, um, I wanted more, uh, like to get away. It's more like I wanted to find my own path. Um, so I came to us. Yes, I did my master's here and, uh, but but again, the surroundings changed here. The environment was very different. I was surrounded with people who were not believing in what I did all my life, who, who believed in fear. Well, they don't say it's fear, but it's technically that, that you need to struggle, you need to work hard, you need to do this, get success, otherwise nobody is going to look at you. In all these belief systems were that I was surrounded with. And uh, and I wanted to be loved and accepted, so I just uh, allowed myself to believe what they believed. Allowed myself to forget what I believed, so I forgot everything about uh, my 
my past and I said, you know what, this is the real world, this is how things are and I'm I'm supposed to, this is how people, successful people believe and I'm supposed to do this and I will get success. So I did that and I went that ride for about 10 years until I was awakened back again. So you, in other words, you joined the rat race and then you, you came mm-hmm. to, you came to experience, uh, some call it American itis. Others, I guess in a more philosophical bent might, might refer to it as, you know, existential ennui. Yeah. Yeah. The rat race. Yeah, absolutely. It was because I had to finish my master's, get an internship and then prove myself there and then get a corporate job. And uh, with that, get uh, married and job and uh, have a house. So it was just like milestones that I had to meet one by one, but nothing really gave me uh, that happiness that I was looking for. I was like kicking each goal like a video game, but it was re- it was really not uh, giving me what I was looking for. So uh, there is something wrong. That's what that's when I realized and I was awakened to my own self at that point. Right, and you you and your husband were trying uh, to have children and not having much luck, uh, yeah. uh, which may, upon reflection, have been related to stress and all of those things, which makes it difficult, difficult to conceive. So at what point and, and what led to your decision to investigate the, the power of pyramids? Well, pyramids were always a part of my life because the pyramids were, uh, that is where I grew up. My, the first pyramid I saw was in 1990 when I was, when I was eight years old. Um, so that's where I meditated and I've heard about, you know, people having experiences, immense experiences um, in the pyramid when they were meditating, like having third eye activations, astral traveling, having um, uh, kundalini awakenings. So there were so many things, healings, uh, you know, uh, from a headache to cancer, like so many amazing experiences that I've seen and heard around. Um, and and when I came here, I kind of forgot about that and got into the scientific thinking, the skeptic thinking, because I was surrounded with those people. So I didn't really believe in all that, but I just did not. I just suppressed it. I just suppressed all that information. Um, so once I was told that I was not, uh, going to have, I was not going to get pregnant the natural way and I had to go through a process. And, uh, that's when my husband started researching about it. And, uh, well, he was, uh, you know, the, the success rate is not so great. These are the news that was, co- that was showing up, but then that is a point I decided I'm going to go back to my spiritual roots, go back to the the knowing that I have that I create my own reality. And that's when I decided I was going to make it happen. There was no way it's not going to happen. So, and I knew it in my heart. I didn't, you know, this scares people, like, especially, uh, you know, if, if you are not, if you do not have that uh, inner knowing, uh, people are more rely on data and, uh, and, you know, the, the things that we see visually and the statistics so my, I did not discuss all of this with my husband because I knew he wouldn't understand when I say I will be. Don't worry about it. Um, but uh, he had to go through his own research. But I knew I could do it. I knew I will do it. And that's when I started again going back to quantum science, quantum physics, studying about the healing power of pyramids because I wanted to use it on my own self. So, yeah, I started you know, learning about Russian pyramids, uh, pyramids in Giza, pyramids everywhere. 
and uh, really understood the power of it. You know what? The the real thing that really awakened me was um, David Wilcox's Wisdom Teaching Show. Okay. Um, that is that is when when I saw the show, uh, I everything just came back to me because everything that was talked in in the show was something that I've learned growing up uh, as a child, as a baby. I've, that's what I've listened to. So and so you yeah. constructed. Uh, sort of a, tetra, a tetrahedron-shaped uh, pyramid to scale, obviously. And what did you? You wore it on your head, or how did you? How did you? Do, how did you do this? Well, yeah, I had a copper pyramid with the dimensions of the Giza pyramid. So I would put put that pyramid on my stomach, um, on my second chakra where my blockage was. Um, every time I watch TV, every time I have a conversation, it's just on my stomach and I'm doing a visualization technique that the energy inside the pyramid is going into my body, healing me and, and clearing all the blockages. So this is something that I did all night. Anytime I remembered, I would put that pyramid on my stomach. And again, built to scale to the exact specifications of the, the great pyramids of Giza. Yes. Did it have yes. to be aligned in a certain direction? Well, uh, this it's it's said that, and I've experienced that if you align it to the north, magnetic north, mm-hmm. it is not much powerful, or to the true north. Um, it is believed in one of the books. It's fascinating that it's, uh, in in one of the books by Patrick Flanagan uh, in the Power of Pyramids, he writes that uh, one of the scientists have found that uh, the 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 time when pyramids were built. Um, that is a time when magnetic north and the true north were aligned. Um, so people say you, you align it to true north. Some people say magnetic north, but I I like to uh, align it with magnetic no- north when I'm working. Right, right. So you were using the uh, the pyramid and you were placing it on your abdomen mm-hmm. uh, whenever you had a chance. So mm-hmm. how long did how long did this procedure last? And then. What was the result? Well, the procedure itself uh, lasts. So, for example, I, I went through the IVF process twice. So the one the the one cycle means like it's a it's about a three month process. So the first month is is when they retrieve retrieval process of the eggs and then they fertilize and then they put it back. So it's about a three month process, and that's extremely involved both physically and mentally, emotionally. Because you are going to the clinic every single day, moni- being monitored. Uh, there's ultrasounds, there's there's injections, hormones. There's so much going on in those three months. So uh, I was working in the, I was at my corporate job at that point. So I would go to work. I would the first thing in the morning is I have to go to the clinic, get myself checked, and then from there I would go to the work. I would forget everything what happened. So I kept myself. So in the morning I would meditate, and in the evening I come back. And uh, and you know what, uh, the, whatever the dinner and stuff, and then I would just sit and have this pyramid on me. It's like this was my. It's not. The, I think the most important thing is when we work with spiritual tools. You're not attached to the outcome. I'm not. I'm not attached to that outcome of being pregnant. Um, it's not something that it's going to devastate me or I'm. It, it, losing that attachment and I'm just doing this process because I want to do it and I choose to do it and uh, and I'm working on it so I'm working with my pyramids I'm meditating I'm 
and meditation helps me keep my stress levels low because that is very important for anything to work. Um, so we, I would do my meditations. I used to work with my crystals as well at that point. So I work with very specific crystals that help me with my uh, IVF process. So everything together and also energy work. I was into, that's when I started really exploring how energy works and how I can um, actually uh, clear my blocks. And so the result was? Well, I have two beautiful children. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you attribute that yeah. to the uh, to the pyramid, the healing power of the pyramid? I think it's it's everything put together. It's right. it's not just the pyramid, it's my mindset um also and it's it's uh, believing in myself that I can do this. I I would more than any tools, I would give credit to our own power within us. Hmm. Um and these are all just supporting us to remember who we are. Let me just go back to India for a moment because I've heard you speak mm -hmm. about how pyramid power was used in the prisons in India. Tell me about this. Yes. Um, yeah, so we have, uh, so once we started building pyramids, people started uh, noticing the effects, the word spread. And everywhere, towns, villages where people can't even afford uh, much, they started building pyramids because they're really seeing the benefits of it. Um, and and then we had few people come and ask like, hey, you know what? What if if we build this in in a prison? What does it do? And and um, up to that point, you know, my father was actually going to the prisons and teaching meditation to the prisoners. Uh, so that was one of the activities they had, and he would do that. I remember, in fact, I am me going to one of the prisons. Uh, it was a juvenile prison. Uh, but anyways. So they said, okay, why don't we build this pyramid in our, in, you know, in here and see the effects. So that's when one of the first pyramid was built in that same South India. And they have seen amazing results. Um, the, the inmates would go sit inside and meditate. Um, and they, they came out much, uh, uh, you know, again, I say higher vibration because higher vibration is, is love, gratitude, compassion, forgiveness, all of those are higher vibrations. So when you are coming out with more of that in your heart, your, your vibration has raised. Um, so they would come out and actually teach meditation, which was impressive, like that's amazing. And so another, so there were two pyramids built in another different location and, uh, and now more and more are coming up. And what can we say about the effectiveness of these pyramids in the prisons? Has it, let's say, for example, decreased the recidivism rate? Yeah, so it has uh, decreased uh, the feelings of anger. In fact, this research was done in Russia as well. Um, what they did was, uh, but the, the, it's a Russian pyramid. The angles are different, but still it's a pyramid. So what they did was they would put, um, they... They kept the materials inside the pyramid, the building materials inside the pyramid, um, and they constructed the prison in Russia. Um, and also they put they would put salt and pepper inside the pyramid and they would take that salt and pepper and give uh, mix it in the food that was served to the prisoners. They have seen amazing results, exactly the similar, that they're, they're more now kinder, the crime, uh, the 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 anger and frustration that they hold that the levels of that decreased so it's it's a phenomenon it's it's amazing that it's just not uh, you know the pyramids are known you know the research initial research was it was the razors getting sharpened and all of that it's the atomic structure being changed of the physical matter 
but also now it is affecting emotionally and energetically, which is pretty pretty amazing. Uh, let me just back up because you mentioned a razor. This was an experiment done when they they placed a dull razor inside a pyramid and left it mm-hmm. for what 24, 48 hours. Yes, this was done by Doctor Darbar in um, um, in the I think his Czechoslovakian. Yes. Um, so. Yeah. So he. Yeah. This was a very. This is a very popular um, research that many researchers um, emulate. Uh, you know, try to repeat it. But yeah. So that was done, and uh, it would. This was a time when uh, uh, you know the the people could not even afford some razors, and he just wanted to experiment and see maybe it will work because he heard about the power of pyramid. This was in 1960s, I believe, 60s or 70s. And uh, and then uh, he would put the razor inside and saw, uh, I, I believe it was 48 hours, um, and saw that the razor came out sharpened. So what that the pyramid actually did was, it actually changed the atomic structure of the razor, like the physical structure, which was pretty um, incredible. And uh, and he even has a patent, uh, a, a um, razor sharpener for that. Remarkable. More of my conversation with Paris Patry when Conspiracy Unlimited continues. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, if you're a fan of this podcast or my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show, you're going to want to check out my brand new Richard Serrett's Strange Planet Shop. There's an exclusive line of men and women's classic tees with a very cool design. It's a limited run and a limited time offer, a special price of $21 US. That lasts only until August the 19th. There are also mugs, tote bags, and stickers. Go to strangeplanet.ca, strangeplanet.ca, and find the Strange Planet Shop button at the bottom of the page. The Strange Planet Shop at strangeplanet.ca. Theoretical physicists say that there is as many as 12 hyperdimensions. Here are just three of them. Conspiracy Unlimited. Conspiracy Unlimited. Conspiracy Unlimited. Pretty cool, huh? Uh, Here's an extra one. Conspiracy Unlimited. Hey, how about one more? Conspiracy Unlimited. And the great thing is we have six hyperdimensions left. Conspiracy Unlimited. Five. Paris Patry is here discussing the healing powers of pyramids. What about the the experiment? You've mentioned it on your website about a dead cat placed in the middle of a pyramid. What happened? Yes, uh... So this was again, uh, you know, people call it legends, people call it uh, theories, but what uh, one of the books, again, this was written in Patrick Flanagan's book, that um, a dead cat was uh, placed in the pyramid and um, 
and it, it died off. Uh, it was it was found dead, though they were because it, it was starved to death uh, because it didn't want to eat any insects or any any animals right there, any rats or anything there because it didn't want to eat any animal inside. And that was what the book says, and many says, uh, and also it was found that it was mummified, which was um, like nothing. There was no, um, no, ex- nobody did anything. It was naturally mummified. So that was one of the questions, like how did pyramid do that? What what is that it did? But many scientists after that came and questioned the same story, like is it real? Is it not real? Um, that's when the whole research started about what pyramid power is. But this was one of the earliest legends uh, books that talk about this uh, cat being starved to death in the pyramid. And then it naturally mummified. Yeah, it naturally mummified. And this experiment was repeated by many scientists afterwards. If you read the book, um, I forgot the guy's name, uh, the thegizapyramid.com, there's a there's a whole bunch of research done on that uh, for the uh, Giza pyramid. So then can, the, be, can the, the pyramid be used to dehydrate certain foods? Dehydrate certain foods. Uh, what does that mean? Well, for example, you can take, um, you can buy these on the market. They dehydrate. Let's say if you want to store food and you're not going to use refrigeration, you can dehydrate uh, certain types of meat and you can dehydrate yes. uh, vegetables. Yes. and. Yeah, in fact, that's one of the most common uh, experiments as well, that when you put stuff inside the pyramid, they stay longer, fresh. Um, even plants, they grow, uh, you know, uh, they, they really grow pretty um, healthily without any pesticides or, or without any fertilizers, I mean. Um, so that's this is a research. In fact, even in Russia right now, they do the pyramid. In fact, not only changes the atomic structure of the physical matter, but also affects uh, the environment. That means that they found that the oil has become less denser, so it is easier to take out from the ground. The the water uh, becomes much fu- purified. Uh, the seismic activity reduces around the pyramid. Uh, the area in that pyramid. This was again monitored. Um, all these experiments, all these research that I'm talking about is uh, given in that uh, gizapyramid.com website. Remarkable. Now, so, let, um, yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the metaphysics of the, the tetrahedron uh, because mm-hmm. uh, to me, this is fascinating. This is, you know, the, 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 the um, the tetrahedron is one of, I guess, what they call the five platonic solid shapes. Yes. And I don't know how Plato knew this or Pythagoras knew this, because now if you look on a periodic table of elements, and all mm-hmm. of the elements, they'll show you the crystalline structure of those yes. elements. And they all have the one of the, the five platonic solid shapes, whether it's a crystalline structure of a cube or a tetrahedron, or an octahedron, etc. They knew all those years ago in ancient Greece that the the tetrahedron and other these shapes they really are the the building blocks of the universe. How did they know that? Well, um, (laughs) well, I believe that uh, one of one of again this information comes from various sources. uh, one of the, the- uh, theories is that Plato was uh, given this information from 
from an Egyptian uh, who knew this this information was passed on from the ancient builders. Um, so so he so this was one of the theory that I've uh, heard in one of the uh, many different people, many different sources uh, who are you know who give channel messages and all that. But in many books, I've read that he went to an Egyptian and then he was passed on. But all this information came from our ancients. It's it is it is there. Uh, it's not that he he was um, uh, he, you know it, it's not that he magically uh, created this information. He was he was channeling into that, or he was received this information from one of his um, teachers who was in contact with the higher density beings. You know, it's in, right, and and he associated the tetra the tetrahedron with as mm-hmm. a fire uh, fire yes. um, element, uh, which is interesting because that relates to the solar plexus, and and that's how you were using it really on your solar plexus. Absolutely, you're damn right. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> pyramid is actually the name of the pyramid means pyramid means fire in the middle. Um, that's the actual meaning. So. Um, Yes, a pyramid uh, is is fire is all about digestive system. The, that is where we hold fire in the five elements in our body. And um, I was specifically using pyramid because of the sacred geometry as well. I'm aligning. In fact, I used a pyramid because of copper as well because the color matters. The, there's a color vibration associated with the chakra. So I'm adding the chakra with the sacred geometry and putting in, and I would put a crystal called carnelian, uh, inside the pyramid and I would put the pyramid over it because I'm adding all these elements um, vibrations uh, to clear the blocks on my second chakra so yes it's you're absolutely right it is the the second chakra is all about it's an emotional chakra it's all about your emotions and I was suppressing my emotions for what 10-12 years and no wonder I had this block in my physical body so I was energetically trying to clear because anything before it manifests physically to first manifest in our energetic field. And slowly as it gets denser and denser, it shows up on our physical body. So if I'm, it's not just that I'm taking medicines and injections or hormones. I need to work on my energy body as well. And I knew that. So that's why even though I was taking them for my physical healing, I had to heal my emotion, emotional body and my energetic body as well, etheric body. So this is the reason why I was using all these tools. You know, when you think of the the physical uh, qualities of the tetrahedron, it's uh, it's it's shape. It's got four triangular faces, which means whichever way you turn it, that that's its base. You can set it on any of its right. sides, and it's so it's very stable. Mm-hmm. It's a very stable um, uh, shape. Does that relate at all? Does that have anything to do with its power? Well, it's all about the shape. The power is all about the shape. Um, so there were many experiments done um, uh, with the cone, cone shapes, and uh, um, the, the 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 four tetra the triangular size that you're talking about, and also the Giza pyramid is basically four triangle sides, but the base is square. Right. Um, and the Russian pyramid and the, the angles are steeper in Russian. It's about 72 degrees. So it's, it's the shape power. It's definitely the shape power. What uh, the scientists like Nikolai Kozarev uh, have found that the, the shape itself acts as a funnel, which uh, creates higher 
vibrations where it, the energy, the prana that we talk about or the cosmic energy is is really moving at a very, very high vibration, uh, at a high frequency rate. So when when it, when it is a higher frequency, the healing the, the the healing happens at a very faster rate. The manifestation happens faster rate. There are so many people who talk about it. Uh, in fact, I've just done a recent interview with Charlie Zies, who actually makes uh, uh, PVC pipes pyramids, uh, just as the Russian pyramid, where he talks of there's so many people who came back and said, whatever we think, whatever we are in, you know, make our intention, it is manifesting much faster because now you're using that high vibration to direct your energy into, through your intention. So yes, the, it's it's all about the shape power, which which is creating all these higher different frequencies and every shape has its own frequency if it's a steeper it's a different one the giza pyramid is more of milder um, more to connect your spiritual um self um so it it's, it really depends if you you know there's so much that you can experiment and see what really works for me if it is a physical healing i really uh, work with um the giza pyramid and also the russian so it's both in combination uh, have you also experimented with other types of, of pyramids? Let's say, for example, you mentioned the Russian, but I mean specifically like the 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 octa octahedron or the dodeca uh, mm -hmm. uh, hedral pyramid. Yes, yes, I do work with them. Dodeca, uh, icosahedron, um, or uh, uh, octahedron, I hexa hexahedron. Um, I do work with them in a sense where I do crystal grids. So I take that sacred geometry and align my crystals in, in within that sacred geometry. Um, that has its own um, power because like hexahedron uh, works great with a clear quartz because clear quartz internal physical structure is an hexahedron. So it really resonates with that sacred geometry. So when you align with that with the hexahedron, it, uh, the, the vibration is very powerful because they are in resonance. Um, so yes, everything is pyramid is everywhere. It's it's in it's in icosahedron, it's in dodecahedron. It's it's all made up of uh, pyramids, um, and uh, yes, they have very different frequencies, and it depends on really what is your intention and what are you trying to manifest. So we need to really look into that and pick up the um, vibrations which align with that. I was reading online about someone who built uh, a scale, an exact scale model of uh, one of the Giza pyramids, the tetrahedron. They used copper wire, uh, and they had never, they, ne they didn't know much about it. They'd heard about it, uh, the healing powers and so forth. So they said, well, let me try this on my own. They built one, uh, and they, um, they talked about uh, placing their hands inside, they aligned it t to a magnetic north, I guess, and they placed mm -hmm. their hands inside uh, the pyramid. And they, they first of all, they noticed immediately um, they smelt copper, uh, or I don't know what copper smells like, but they they also felt like they tasted it in the back of their throat. Uh, so they were maybe surmising that that uh, this uh, tetrahedron was it was ionizing the copper into the air. And uh, they placed their hands inside the pyramid, and they and uh, this person's mother felt it as well, and also smelt it and tasted it, uh, and they felt they they described it as kind of a not a kind of a not a, a a mild electric shock is the words they used, but that's not really what they meant. I mean, it wasn't like a zap, 
it was just kind of a, well, just kind of a tingling and an energy that was permeating, you know, their skin and so forth. Uh, mm -hmm. So how do you, what's going on there? What do you think is happening? Well, it sounds like they were, uh, they were sensing the energy. The tingling is, is a very common uh, thing that people experience. The, it's either warmth or tingling or coldness. Um, so this is something that people experience as soon as they, they experience that, that different vibrations. So uh, some people experience when they're sensitive to energies and the, they can sense the shift in the energy or the shift in the vibration. Um, the the tasting of copper, I'm not sure what that is because I do have a copper pipe uh, pyramid where I sit and meditate under. Um, and I, you know, when, when because I use it on my clients when I'm doing energy work as well and they experience uh, extreme tingling when I'm working on, when I'm putting that uh, you know on a specific uh, area even though it doesn't touch them they yet they feel that in their body which is which actually pretty fascinates me because uh, that confirms that they are actually you know something is happening there uh, but yeah it's, it's basically they're sensing the difference in vibration difference in energy and tingling is a very, very common experience that people have all the time. In fact, when you sit under a Russian pyramid, it's it's extreme. I felt like extreme dizziness as soon as I sat in there because I was. Uh, it was very pretty, pretty high vibration for me at that point. So, what sorts of things are you dealing with pyramids in your clients? Is it can it can it uh, alleviate depression, sleep disorders, what? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, depression, sadness, um, um, feeling of aloof, uh, low self-esteem, all of this. Because one of the other things is pyramid bring negative ions, which is when you have uh, low, low, when you have more positive ions, you feel um, more disconnected. Uh, depression and all these are very, very common. Insomnia, all these are very common symptoms. So pyramids, any kind of spiritual tools, first thing is they bring negative ions into your environment and most people are surrounded are isolated they're either working in their apartments or in their cubicles under fluorescent lights it's pretty uh, the negative ions are, are kind of zero in fact negative uh, if i can uh, put that way and it has been researched as well so we need to bring in these uh, these tools a pyramid put on your desk like an office desk can increase the negative ions and make can make you feel happy and more excited or more passionate about your work. Otherwise, that's the reason, number one reason, people are always wanna, are looking forward for vacations because they, they're not, not finding that environment in where they live. So I work with people who have ADHD, um, depression, uh, PTSD. So all these different and serious problems can be, um, can pyramids can really help that. And especially when we focus on specific problem areas in their chakras like i worked with mine it can they can really benefit a lot from um, bringing that into their environment into their homes finally tell me about the cosmic reset conference absolutely um cosmic reset is the first pyramid spiritual retreat that we are doing here in u.s um it is uh it is a three-day retreat in madison virginia from august 2nd to 4th where we are bringing in speakers to talk about sacred geometry like Fernando Rosa uh, and Charlie Zies, which whom I just talked about, who makes pyramids, um, Russian pyramids. So we're going to talk about pyramid power and, and uh, Fernando is actually making an icosahedron dome 
which does incredible things. He's pretty fascinating. Um, and uh, and also we are doing uh, we are bringing in Randy Weitenhammer, who uh, actually who did he did who did a show on quantum um, quantum effect on Gaia TV, and also an undisclosed with Emery Smith. So he's doing two shows, and he's coming to talk about consciousness. Um, we have Christina Schwinn to talk about multidimensional awakening. Um, and uh, we have my father who is coming from India, who's going to do uh, some lead, some intensive meditations with his flute, um, three days. And, and the end also we have at the last, not with the leave, but we have wind daughter coming to do some shaman work. So we kind of bringing all different elements to really bring a reset in this three day intensive workshop where we're going to learn a great, great tools and techniques and meditate together in groups and also uh, connect our spirit through shaman, uh, shamanic journey. So I'm really looking forward to it and I invite uh, anyone who's listening to this to join us on August. August 2nd to August 4th at the at uh, in, in Madison, Virginia. I'm guessing uh, if people are coming from afar, they could fly into uh, a Dulles airport perhaps and drive? Yes, Dulles or Charlottesville. Charlottesville is just half an hour away and they can just take an Uber or something and come. Excellent. And um, everything is taken care of, the food, the stay, and the event, so you just have to bring yourself. And do they go to paripatri.com for information? For this uh, information, they go to cosmicreset.com. Um, and, but if you want to know more about me, yes, you can go to paripatri.com. And I will link up to that in the episode notes. Mm-hmm. Well, Pari, a great pleasure to meet you and speak with you. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you. Okay, before I say goodnight to the moon over Messenia, I'll be back to tell you a little bit about what's in store on the next installment of Conspiracy Unlimited. If you're a fan of this podcast or my weekly radio program, The Conspiracy Show, or my YouTube channel, Strange Planet, I hope you'll consider becoming an official donor. A donation of $50 a month places you in the star chamber. $20 a month is the whistleblower tier. And a donation of just $10 per month makes you a truth seeker. Star Chamber and Whistleblower members can participate in an exclusive monthly online chat or video conference with me. And all donors are entered into a monthly draw for Strange Planet merchandise. Any monthly amount is welcome and greatly appreciated. To become an official donor, go to patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Patreon.com forward slash strange planet. Coming up next time on Conspiracy Unlimited, the Knights Templar in North America. What really did they discover under the Temple of Solomon? And we know that the Jewish high priests practiced the earlier mysteries, the the Egyptian mysteries, the Christian mysteries. So there was a combination of of bringing together knowledge, which really resulted in absolute power. Until then, I'm Richard Serrett. So long for now. Kalinikta. A new Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now. 
Oh, and remember to share and give a five-star review because we have huge egos and need love. We're like cats. We need... We need constant petting. 